You're listening to episode 42 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In today's episode, Robin and I want to bring you a little bit of holiday cheer. This year has been so hard and 2020 COVID is putting a damper on the holiday season. So we want to reminisce and think about fond memories from the past and inspire you to do so too, to be thankful of what we've had and to be hopeful for what we will have in the future. And in addition to that, Robin and I are so excited to be able to tell you some exciting news for Daughters on Fire and what's ahead and to tell you a surprise and a special gift just for you. So stay tuned as we spread the holiday cheer. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. Welcome back, everyone. Robin and I are so excited to be with you today. We are headed into the holidays and we have a couple of surprises for you today. We're going to be getting into some meaty topics in the upcoming weeks as we're heading into the topics, um, as we're heading into the holidays, we're going to be giving you some advice about how to navigate the holidays. But before then, we want to give you an update as to where Daughters on Fire is and some really exciting news and just reminisce because the holidays can be a very heavy time of the year. And so it's good to just reflect back at back in your past as to holidays gone by (laughs) that you've really enjoyed and remember those wonderful times as you're honoring your loved ones through some of these holiday seasons that can be a little bit more difficult. Remember the love that you shared and try to incorporate that through the ups and downs of the holiday season. So before we get to the really, really exciting news, Robin, what are some holiday memories that you've had growing up? Well, my worst memory is that my brother always slept late and we had to wait for him to get up. <laughs> Even like as an adult, would he show up late to the holiday yes, stuff? Yes. So, well, no, he wouldn't show up late. My brother was never late, but he would always sleep through it. And I was ready to rip through some gifts. But Oh, you're talking about like Christmas morning. Right. The Christmas Santa. Morning. Yes. Right. So um, always exciting, I think coming out and seeing the gifts around the tree and things like that. But my one memory is my dad would always sit in his chair, which was at the opposite end of the Christmas tree. And we passed out gifts as we went. So supposedly we got to watch everybody open a gift and then you keep going around the circle. Now there's only four of us, but my fondest memory is my dad always sitting on that chair, looking at all of us saying, is there one more for dad? Does dad have one more? Do we have any more over there? So it was always fun to pass that last gift out, I think, and have that good surprise. But um, it was just always such a good feeling to be around and have family. And I think we often then went off to my sister's house for meals. But just those warm memories of everybody being there. And it seemed to be a happy day. Yeah. I loved it. So um, do you have any Thanksgiving memories? Or were you, did you just enjoy uh, 
Christmas more than Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think I may have mentioned this before that we were all into, we were weird. We were just a weird family and anything that we could come up with, we would do. And so one year we decided that uh, we were going to throw biscuits. Kind so, of like at that restaurant where they throw bread? Oh, no, it's worse. Oh, no. <laughs> you had to be across the room on your hands and knees. Oh, no. And somebody would throw a biscuit and you'd had to catch it in your mouth. Like a and, dog? <laughs> yes. We have pictures. And if you all recall Aunt Ditter. Yes. At, eight, at 83, Aunt Ditter, we had her. We didn't make her get in the floor, but we did have her in a chair. And she was out there with her mouth hanging open, too, trying to catch those biscuits. <laughs> I bet you all laughed so hard. It was the best. It was absolutely wonderful. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, our holidays are always a lot of fun. Um, I I really love Thanksgiving because I love all the amazing food, food and memories. Although it's been harder for me. I have celiacs and I can't eat gluten in the last seven years. So that that's kind of a tragedy around I mean, hello, Thanksgiving is a very glutinous holiday. And so <laughs> luckily I've adapted and I have all my gluten-free options and uh, alternatives. And so it's now extremely enjoyable. And what's awesome is nobody wants to eat what I eat. So I get to take all of that home as leftovers. But but we, we can make some amazing meals. And I'm going to tell you, one of the best is the sweet potato. So everybody has a sweet potato recipe. And I know a lot of people, they'll put the, you know, the yams, the sweet potatoes all in there and they'll put the marshmallows on top, right? That's probably the most quintessential one. Right. Well, listen to this recipe. It's, it's like a heart attack, but butter and sugar and wonderfulness all in, and we put it on the main dish. Like we put it on the main plate. You don't have to wait to dessert to get this. So you have your sweet potatoes, you mix them with sugar and Cairo syrup and eggs, and they kind of uh, bake up like a little souffle. And then it has this sugar and butter crispy crust on top of it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is delicious. It is so sweet over the top, but it's such a nice balance with like the cranberries and the turkey and the stuffing, or do you say dressing or stuffing? I guess we, we have dressing cause we don't stuff it in the turkey. We always said filling. Filling? Filling. You guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, we filled the turkey with it. It's stuffing if you stuff it in the turkey. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, filling. You're filling. We're is filling it like a donut. Well, and <laughs> then we would make <laughs> we would make my sister would make if your if your gluten's not enough for you, she would take dough and then you put the filling in the middle of the dough and you bake wrap it up, bake the dough. So now you have a filling ball that you float on top of the gravy. Wow, it sounds kind of like dumplings. No, it's not really. It's uh because it's hard. It's like a a roll. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. It's I'm going to have to crash one of your Thanksgivings if you still cook like that. <laughs> no. I'm going to have to try this out. Not Although, me. <laughs> maybe just to see it because I couldn't eat any of it. But so we had we have amazing food and we always eat late on Thanksgiving like around 1, but there's all there's kind of snacking grazing on appetizers to go throughout the day and then we eat and then there's 
everybody grazing and leftovers afterwards. It always got on my nerves as an adult when the men would come into the kitchen and be like, well, we're hungry and kind of, I'm going to eat a little bit of this or I'm going to eat a little bit of that. And then I would be, for me personally, I'd be like, no, we don't have enough. So now, especially if it's at my house or if I have anything to do with it, we just make enough for a week's worth of food. So if they come in and before the meal, fine, go ahead, pick a little bit of this, eat a deviled egg, whatever. (laughs) And there's also plenty of leftovers afterwards. You cannot run out of food on Thanksgiving. I have a friend that uh, what they do is they're older now, so they don't do the great big meal. So they'll go out a lot of times with their family for Thanksgiving, but she will actually make a small meal because the leftovers are the best part. So she'll make a small meal that her and her husband can have the leftovers the rest of the week. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's, and as the families get bigger and bigger, I don't know how on earth that you can have leftovers, but it's, it's like the, the fishes and the loaves. Somehow they just keep, you know, (laughs) there's leftovers for everyone but the the turkey seems well we always get really large turkeys too i think that's another thing with covid is people are like we need to keep living and this is a very special time for our family so we are having people visit they're all getting covid tested before they come into town <laughs> so so hopefully no, it won't derail our plans everybody will test negative but then for christmas christmas is, has been it's interesting. I feel like Christmas is a lot of times for the kids. And so we tried to, you know, make it special for the kids and the families with the kids. It, it tends to be more of a time surrounding them and their needs. Um, so as an adult, I didn't enjoy, I haven't enjoyed it nearly as much as when I was a child. And of course we would all have our little Christmas pajamas on and, We'd go downstairs and we had these like little rocking chairs, these little like kid sized rocking chairs. And we would all bring our rocking chairs down, me and my sisters down in front of the fireplace. And the next morning, all the gifts from Santa would be on our rocking chair. So that's how we would know which, which gift was which. Um, And one year I got a 16 foot long stuffed snake. Oh my goodness. I know. I really, really wanted that. Do you remember picking out gifts from the Sears catalog? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Circling yeah. them. Absolutely. Yes. The 16 foot stuffed snake was from that. Don't ask me. I was a little, I guess I was odd. I would have gotten along with your family, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My brother would have loved that. Yes. So, so did you, did Santa wrap the gifts or were your gifts unwrapped and sitting on your rockers? Um. Mostly probably unwrapped because, I mean, how do you wrap a 16-foot-long stuffed snake, Robin? That was my next question. (laughs) Most of them were unwrapped. And, we'd, of course, we'd have our our, um, stockings. So it would be full of nuts and fruits and candies and little gifts and that. So when we were born, my grandmother made us each a stocking. And... I don't know why. So they, it was made from those. It was kind of like felt and stitching with the sequins and stuff, but kind yeah. of simple. And they were beautiful. But for some reason, mine, I, I don't know if she couldn't find one. She, I had this really weird looking green stocking that I think she always felt a little bit bad about. It was done at the last minute, but it was pretty unique. I liked it. Well, one year 
the hamster that my sister had got loose for a couple of months and was camped out in the stock in the stocking box and ate my stocking. So she had to make me a new stocking and she got this really intricate cross stitch stocking. I mean, it is it, it is the detail in it. So I I have had two stockings from my grandmother who has since passed away. Um, so I felt pretty special that I mean, I miss my old stocking, but I have the Mac Daddy of all Grandmir stockings now. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmir, is that what yes. you called her? That's yes, funny. we called her Grandmir. <laughs> um, my mom always had something peeking out of the stocking. That was the Aww. excitement that something special was always looking out to see what was going on. And that was always fun to see what, what she had picked for the year. So, of course, I carried that tradition over to Alex and, and well, Allie as well. So, yeah, that's awesome. And you'll well, keep you, passing that along. That's right. So, the other day, Alex and I were talking, and one of the things that we talked about, and this wasn't for Christmas or necessarily, but she had gotten her friend a gift, and her friend. It was her friend's birthday and her friend was so excited and so thrilled about this gift. And my statement to Alex was, isn't it the best feeling in the world when you give somebody something that they love or something that they really need? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's what we're about to unveil for everybody. Yes. 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 So, to segue, that's beautiful, Robin, because as a caregiver, going into the holidays can be very stressful. So, but family and those you love do everything they can to make the holidays special, you know, from a meal, altering a meal to fit your needs, to everybody getting together, to having plenty of food for everybody, to the gifts and the, I mean, it's all the quirkiness, the weirdness. It's all about love, right? And surrounding people and tuning into needs and being together. And so that is what we do here with Daughters on Fire is that this is a passion and we love those daughters out there. We are those daughters out there, and it's a journey that's full of love, and it's also a journey that can be full of pain. So Robin and I have poured our hearts and souls into serving this need from the podcast to the blogs to, drumroll please, our (laughs) courses that we're creating. We have come out with a new course for caregivers called Empowered Caregiving that is rolling out just in time for the holidays. So you want to tell us a little bit about the course and where the inspiration came from, Robin? Sure. So we we've talked about we've done the the whole gamut of counseling, we've done the support groups and everything. And we felt like we really wanted to share what we've learned over the years of working with families with everybody else. And a lot of times, it's just we need the knowledge. Or we need the um, somebody to stand behind us and say, you're going the right way, or this is, you're not alone. This is what it looks like. So we have developed the courses that start at the beginning when you're first noticing what's going on, going into each step along the way, whether you decide to stay at home or you decide to do a facility. We talk about how to choose a facility, how to choose home care, what it looks like in this stage, what you might need, 
what you can hold off, what it costs, all the ups and downs. We do the insider tips of what we look for when we're helping families and how we guide them one-on-one through our practices. And we want to open that up and share that with everybody that you can join in and learn from us. Now, it's not one size fits all because when you've seen one family, you've seen one family. But it is a practical guide to get you through the caregiving process and become empowered. Absolutely. And one of the unique things that Robin and I offer is not just resource advocacy and connection with knowledge and and resources and knowing what's out there. That is huge. So Robin, our resource guru, has really added that value to the course. And she breaks it down. You can find a lot of this information online, but you find like a million different points of information. And so Robin helps you whittle it down to the need to know information. Information. She cuts through a lot of that and saves you a lot of time. And what you probably don't see a lot of out there is how to do deal with the emotional side of caregiving, how to get yourself in the right mindset, how to know what emotional pitfalls are out there and how you can avoid them or work through them. And so I bring that kind of mental health guide. What do we call me again, Robin? The emotional guide. (laughs) (laughs) I bring you through the emotional component of being the best caregiver possible. And with that synergy of the resources and the emotions coming together, you really become empowered. And instead of this being a journey that's going to wear you out, deplete you, burn you up, it's going to empower you to be the best person you can be to grow through the journey and become what you need to for your loved one, but also what you need to be as you move forward and you honor their memory when they're gone. So we're so excited that this course is available for the holidays and we want, we'll have a link in the show notes so that you can check it out and join us on this caregiving journey together. And in the new year, we will also be doing a community membership group. So stay tuned for that because that is on the horizon. We are excited for this new venture, and we are even more excited to have you join us and we get to know some of you out there and walk with you and help you through what's going on in your lives. Yes, indeed. So that's it for today. Stay tuned in our upcoming episodes as we give you really practical tips on how to navigate the holidays in caregiving. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.